Well, intellectual honesty uh, demands that you admit when you were wrong. And I've been a climate change denier for since there's been climate change, but I finally saw a data set that convinced me otherwise. Uh, just over the weekend, weather changes have become so extreme that weather delays have canceled 1,400 flights of Southwest Airlines. All the rest of the airlines, of course, are, are flying normally. And if that's not an indication that the atmosphere is just going completely wacky, then I don't have any idea what might be going on. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle here with Steve Green and Scott Ott. This is your right angle about the Southwest pilots who have decided that they would rather be unemployed than take the jab. Uh, this is a very brief segment from a statement from one of the pilots. I don't know if he's from Southwest, but he's wearing his pilot uniform, so he must be a pilot because he's got the things on his shoulders just for a taste of, of what this guy says this whole thing is about. I've been an airline pilot for 18 years, and now I'm facing an ultimatum. Not a choice, but an ultimatum. I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, I must be vaccinated which really means I have to choose between putting food on the table for my family and my freedom of choice. Whether you believe in vaccination is the right thing to do or not, the situation goes far beyond health. We, the American people, have fought for freedom for 257 years. We go around the world spreading ideas of freedom and democracy. We help other countries and people fight for their freedoms while ours are being stripped away. You may think being forced to wear a mask or get a vaccination is insignificant but when you begin to compile mandate after mandate and loss of freedom after freedom it becomes very significant so we stand at a critical moment in time right now ladies and gentlemen as we record this uh southwest uh seems to be having a large percentage of their pilots calling in sick a number of things are happening downstream of this but the reason they're calling in sick is because they have been told that if you don't get the vaccine then you're fired and being pilots and those of you who aren't pilots will never understand just how wonderful it is to be a pilot. Uh, those of you who are not pilots don't understand that pilots generally are a cantankerous bunch of people and they are pretty protective of their freedom and their rights. That's why they like to go flying through the sky, you see. And that's why uh, when you ask what a pilot uses for birth control, the answer is his personality. Now, <laughs> pilots for Southwest Airlines have decided that they're going to do a sick out and a number of them apparently have decided that if it costs them their job, then it's going to cost them their job. And the reason that this is a critical time now is because now it's all going to hang on whether or not other airline pilots decide to carry this banner and put the idea of freedom ahead of the paycheck. And that has been a, uh, a quality that has been in short supply lately. Uh, Steve, uh, of all the things that you know, I think we did. I think all, all today we probably shot a number of segments, and all of them were about the denial of reality, right? Just the plain denial of it. You were the one who told me that uh, after they canceled twelve hundred flights or something, Southwest said 18. it was because of eighteen hundred. Yeah, and they're still canceling because of, them because of weather conditions. So these bizarre weather conditions that are affecting Southwest airline routes, which are the same routes as other airplanes fly, just at different times, a few minutes apart. These freak weather conditions are continuing. What is what is going on with this? Why can't why can't people just come out and say it? Why can't Southwest just come out and say, yes, our pilots are calling in sick because they don't want to take the vaccine? 
And it may not even be that. It may just be. That's right. You're right. You're right. They don't want to be. They don't want to be told to take the vaccine. To take the vaccine. Um, I'll tell you a story. I think I've told this one before, but it's been it's been years and years and years. When I was a little kid, my favorite vegetable in the world was lima beans. I just I loved them. I still do. My wife hates them now, so I hardly get to have them as a grown up. But my grandmother would make them just like drowning in butter and salt. And oh, I just I love these things. So my mom and I are having dinner at her parents' house, and I'm doing what I always did. I'm saving my lima beans for last because I love them so much. I remember, I'll never forget this. We were having uh, my grandmother's uh, pan-fried pork chops, lima beans, and, uh, and mashed potatoes. And I'm going after the, the pork chop and the mashed potatoes like crazy. And keep in mind, I'm like three-and-a-half-year-old, maybe four-year-old kid. And my grandfather notices that I'm not eating my lima beans. He assumes the worst, and he says, eat your lima beans. And I said, Why? Which, <laughs> wrong thing to do, three-and-a-half-year-old Steve. But my grandfather did the worst thing after that. He said, because I told you to. Now, I don't actually remember this part, so I have to tell it to you the way my mom and my grandmother and my grandfather used to tell it to me as I got older. But apparently at this point, I started making a big show of not eating my lima beans. I'd like hover the fork and then go for the mashed potatoes instead. And my grandfather then tells me I'm not leaving this table until I've eaten my lima beans. Apparently, I sat there for I don't know how long until my grandmother, upset by this whole scene, finally leaves the table practically in tears. More time goes by. My mom does the same thing. She leaves the table practically in tears. My grandfather sits there for I don't know how long, finally gives up. He storms away, at which point I eat my ice cold lima beans. And (laughs) this is America, baby. We will not do the things that we want to do just because somebody told us we have to do it. And there's, uh, there's really nothing more American than that. And I'm not saying I'm this special guy. I'm saying this is a, a trait of our people, and it's something a little silly about us, but also something we should take some pride in. And this has nothing to do with what I actually wanted to say today, but it's so on point that, you know what, I'm just going to forget everything else and just tell all of our viewers Your lima beans are pretty good. You probably want to eat them, but don't eat them just because somebody told you you have to. Somebody who's commented recently that one of the reasons there's so much unchecked immigration into this country is because they are trying to repopulate the country with people who are not. It's not a question of them looking different. They're just more used to living in societies that are submissive to authoritarian rule, that this is just business as usual to be told what to do, and and the government says to do it, so we do it. Uh, Scott, this this whole thing is an indication to me that we are rapidly approaching the boundaries now of, of what people will put up with. Now, like everything else, there's a bell curve. And if you look at California, they'll put up with anything, obviously. It's pretty clear they just tell them to drop their drawers and walk around backwards and paint their butt blue in order to prevent Ebola, then they'll do it um, because the government told them so. But nevertheless, there is on the leading edge of this bell curve, more and more people on a daily basis, that number's increasing, are saying, I'm done. I'm not doing it. And Steve is right. It's not a question really about the vaccine. It's a question of the more the government gets determined to make me do something I don't want to do, 
the less confidence I have in it, the more unwilling I become to, to do it until finally when they become absolutely insistent, I become completely rebellious. And that's and that's where we sit. I will not do it. I will not. And the reason I will not do it is because you are ordering me to do something that you have no power to order me to do. And if I agree to this, then I will agree to anything. And that's what you want. And you're not getting it from me. And I, th- I think there are two things that need to be said here. Um, number one, as of this moment that we record this show, uh, both Southwest Airlines and the Pilots Union are denying that there's any kind of a sick out, that there is any kind of a walkout because of people who don't want to get the COVID-19 vaccines. Um, what is their explanation for 1,800 flights not flying for Southwest? Um, I have not seen the explanation for that. I'm just saying that's what the union and the company are saying, and it's kind of unusual that management and union would both be singing from the same hymnal. But nevertheless, I think the overall point that you're getting at here is a good one. And I've said from early on in this process, most people will take precautions to protect the health of their own family and their loved ones and the people around them. At this point in our history with this this virus, there are everybody knows somebody who's had it, basically. And so there aren't a whole lot of people around who still don't think it exists or who still think that it's trumped up. Enough of us know people who have gotten very sick or who have died as a result of having this, um, that if you persuade people with information and facts rather than trying to force people with mandates and requirements, you will get a a very large measure of compliance. In fact, you'll get more than enough to establish what they used to refer to as this kind of herd immunity threshold that somehow we're going to get to this point where enough people will have it um, that, that we don't have to worry about it. I gladly went and got the vaccination and go ahead, haters on YouTube and in the comments section, (laughs) bring it on alive and well and walking four to seven miles every day, even though I'm a geezer having a good time at life and I can take it. Nevertheless, so far, I, that's right. Why do you think he has to walk so much? What is he walking away from? Anyway, (laughs) so, but. That said, I didn't do it because somebody said, you've got to do this. I did it because I think it was a good idea in order to remain healthy, in order to protect the health of my wife and my children and my in-laws and stuff like that. So my point is that it's government, especially uh, people who believe in the big state, the, the democratic side of the aisle, for whatever reason, even though they pretend to fight for the little guy and believe in the little guy and believe in democracy, that the will of all the people, they don't believe the little guy is smart enough to make the right decision. Uh, Either that, or they don't believe that they are persuasive enough in order to get the little guy to make the right decision. For whatever reason, the little guy doesn't trust them. And so they can never just rely on the good, sensible American people who will do the right thing if given the proper information, if given accurate information. And that's that's the real problem here. When you have to resort to mandates, and, and Nancy Pelosi was being interviewed today. She had a press conference today, and they were asking her, Um, about the thing we did a show on last week about how the the, uh, banks should have to report to the IRS every uh, balance or transaction over $600 so that the IRS can can, uh, catch tax cheats. Pelosi unflinchingly said that that was a great idea because you'd catch tax cheats. So 
she takes the same approach and, and her whole party takes that same approach to this vaccine idea. It's like, well, we can't trust people to, uh, to go and, and protect their families. So what we have to do is force them to do so, even though the vast majority of people have already done so, are in the process of doing so, or have every intention of doing so. There's something in them that says, well, we can't get them all to do it if we don't force them to do it. We don't trust you. So anytime a Democrat stands up on the on the uh, pulpit and begins to mouth these platitudes about democracy and about how they believe in we the people, just ask the question, then why can't you trust us to do the right thing? And there's your answer right there. And by the way, I would just, uh, there, I wasn't going to make this about the vaccine, but here we are. Uh, so a couple of points to be made. Uh, I think the data on masks is utterly skewed, and I don't think masks really have much effect at all. But you can make the case if the data, I think the data is garbage, but if the data is not garbage, or even if some of it's not garbage, there is a logical progression to say, you should wear the mask because you are making other people sick, and I'm one of those other people, and therefore you need to wear a mask to stop the transmission. I don't agree with that, but there's a logic to it. But with the vaccine, you've got the exact opposite issue. If you are vaccinated, your family's vaccinated, you shouldn't have the slightest damn about anybody who's not vaccinated. They cannot touch you. They cannot hurt you. If you're vaccinated with a vaccine that provides immunity and your family is, then the entire rest of the world can be unvaccinated and not have the slightest impact on you whatsoever at all, none. So you would think that what these people would want, if their theory is correct, is for all of those anti-vaccine conservative lunatics like me, we should continue to stay unvaccinated because we'll all die off and then the stupid people will be gone. But that's not what they're doing. What they're doing is precisely the opposite of this. They are making any kind of discussion about this off the table. You cannot have this discussion on YouTube. It is not possible. The video will be gone and the channel will go with it. Why? Why? If I have got something that I believe in and that I believe is true, that I'm not only not afraid of somebody else's opinion, I'm welcoming their opinion because I can defeat it and show other people why they're wrong. Why are we being shut up about this? I don't know. I don't know. I, I do know that, um, that the definition of a vaccine up until this vaccine has been the introduction, the introduction of a dead or weakened version of the pathogen in question into the bloodstream in order to generate an antibody response without running the risk of a serious illness. And there is no part of that COVID-19 in this thing. It's a question of now you're going to make spike proteins because we've altered your DNA. That's how it works. That's what it does. And when the FDA says that the definition of a vaccine is something that provides immunity, and then they change the definition, as they did a few weeks ago, to something that activates the immune system response, people like me get a little suspicious. People like airline pilots who have to live in the real world of data where mistakes are fatal are having a problem with this. And of all the people out there who seem to be having the biggest problem with this, it's the healthcare workers. It's the people who have the highest stake in, in vaccination are the ones who are saying we're not doing it or we're going to we're going to we are going to be facing a health care crisis because a number of medical care professionals are not going to be taking this vaccine. They're going to be fired. So why 
would they do that? Why? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that if you're flying a 737 at 35,000 feet and you start seeing a bunch of things that don't make any sense and you start to think, well, this is completely nuts. The term for this is an emergency. And if you don't, and if you pretend not to see these things, just go blindly on your way, then the outcome is not going to be good. And you don't deserve to be called a pilot. You, you get to be called an autopilot. And this is the discussion that is out of bounds and off the table. And if it's so easy to defeat, then why is that happening, I wonder? Why? People believe that the moon landing never happened. I'll have a conversation with those people and I'll win that argument. What's so hard about this? Go Southwest and, and of all the things in this, the thing that strikes me the most is the cowardice on the part of the leadership. Scott, didn't you tell us backstage that somebody at Southwest had said essentially, uh, "Look, we don't want to we don't want to uh, enforce this kind of thing on our on our crews, but the FAA says we have to, right?" I think a lot of a lot of corporate CEOs across the country are basically saying that that they see that coming down the road, and the last thing a corporation wants to do is run afoul of some government agency. So they're trying to figure out a way to adapt. Well, if the United States disappears as a free country, we can blame people like you, people like you at the top of the corporations, not at the bottom, at the top of the organizations, top of the NFL, top of the NCAA, not the people at the bottom, the people at the top who've decided that there's something unpleasant coming and we don't want to do it, but we're going to do it anyway because we don't want the trouble. Okay. All right. Now we know where the stakes are. Apparently, weather continues uh, to plague Southwest flights across the nation today. Um, and I'm just wondering if maybe they changed the paint on Southwest Airlines. Would the flights then suddenly continue as normal or would they not? If you put these pilots in United jets, would United start running into those kind of freak weather patterns? I kind of suspect they would. For Steve Green and Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. We'll see you next time right here on Right Angle.